0: You don't want to watch your step here. Okay.
1: This is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Footsteps on snow. They clambered down the cove towards the sea. And is this just a river? A river. It's a river's coming waterfall.
0: on on our right here. Yeah, you'll see. We'll see it more easily when we get further on. But what I was hoping is that if we go over by the waterfall, we'll see Conqueror. Oh my! Look at look at that! My feet. We were sitting down on the beach one night, and this huge iceberg was was rocking, it would take like three or four minutes to rock over to one side and then it would start and go in the other direction and it was just like watching this pendulum in slow motion back and forth and it went on for hours, a most extraordinary sight. Well, just, what just, 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 offshore, just there, yeah.
1: it's amazing. And you could be sitting here in perfectly good weather with oh, yeah, an ice iceberg beautiful. sitting out. At, oh. yes.
2: I should follow you here, I think
1: footsteps on snow. In the photograph, she stands where they end. A small girl in a red hat, and in her hand, a snowball. But
2: that was different.
0: Now, if you look there, the rocks where the where the ice is, is forming, yes. down here below, you'll see they're icicles except that they're the opposite shape. Instead of being pointed at the bottom, they're, they're rounded and thicker. Yes. And those are the Conquer bells. bells. And these are not great examples of them. The really good ones are when you just get like a piece of grass or something that comes down and then it forms around it. But uh, you can see some of them. Yes, yes. they're sort of, they almost bell shake. They go the out. <coughs> you can see on the on the ends of the trees here where the trees have dipped down into yes. the water where these have formed. You see them when the sun hits them. They're absolutely beautiful. Kunkabells. See, now this is shore ice, this is not snow, this is warm from the water.
1: But the ice is just sort of sitting curled over those rocks, it's extraordinary.
2: Yes, it was different.
1: Ice, ice flows, ice rinds, ice hummocks, ice ridges, ice stalactites, pancake ice, frazzle ice, grease ice, congelation ice, infiltration ice, new ice, old ice, brown ice,
2: rotten ice. April 2003. She went to Newfoundland in search of ice. The ice is always female. Robin McGrath is a writer. She has spent a lot of time in the North. With the ice.
0: It's beautiful and it's dangerous. It's attractive and it's frightening. It has this kind of sexual nature and is related to... To birth, for instance, because it actually does give birth, it calves you know, the glacier calves, and the iceberg is the product of that and then when they disintegrate and explode, they, they become smaller and smaller and, and more multiple and I think that's sort of a very female thing Now she sits in the
2: ingle nook of
1: her house in Beachy Cove
2: Her ice book
1: on her lap So
0: what, what's in it? In the book are clippings about all sorts of things like uh, pingos and ice wedges and icicles and ice castles and uh, ice people, people who've been frozen into the ice and and what they've found uh, when they turn them up again, Um, people buried in glaciers and and ice cellars and things like that. And it's about saltwater ice and freshwater ice and uh, every facet of it that you could imagine. So we have murders on icebergs. Of course the Titanic made icebergs particularly um hmm. uh, popular. Um what do we go? Okay, what about iceberg babies? Well we call them iceberg babies, but they're ice ice babies, they're frozen frozen embryos and things. Again, these are people who have at some point had a, a part of their life in a freezer. Um and then there's ice worms. We think of icebergs as being uh, completely frozen water and nothing else. But in fact, there are all kinds of animal life that lives around uh, ice and icebergs. And there are at least three different kinds of little sort of algae and worms and things that are known as ice worms that are supposed to, to be able to, to live in the ice.
2: How do they
1: survive at, at those temperatures?
0: And- well, I think that there are um, different kinds of wheat, for instance, that can survive at below zero temperatures and that are being you know, genetically modified so that crops are, are resistant to frost and freezing. And they have a sort of a natural uh, uh, antifreeze. And, of course, fish have it too. Sharks and things like that.
1: Yes, I always I don't think of icebergs
2: as being completely empty.
0: They actually attract a lot of animal life because they attract polar bears, because they attract seals, and the seals are attracted because it attracts fish, and the fish are attracted to it because it attracts algae. And so when you have an iceberg, it's really like an island with its own ecosystem, and there's lots and lots of life around it. So it... Uh, it's actually a very interesting and busy place.
2: How amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look at, look at here's the Iceman
0: again. Yeah, Otzi they called him. He looks just asleep there really. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, see here you've got a piece <coughs> on, on ice, uh, the ocean getting
0: noisier by the day. Mm -hmm. Does ice make a noise? Well, ice makes a lot of noise. For one thing, it, it, well, think of your, uh, the ancient mariner talks about the ice was here, the ice was there, the ice was all around. It cracked and growled and roared and howled like noises in a swound. And so, yes, it's extremely noisy being out in the ice because it's, it's moving and crunching and 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 snapping and cracking under you and and depending on whether it's salt water or fresh water fresh water is particularly noisy when it cracks it makes a huge frightening terrible boom that goes right through you but also ice icebergs in particular are noisy because they they're made under pressure and the the air the natural air that's in the snow that comes down that forms the glacier it it is uh compressed down under pressure under millions of tons of other ice coming down on top of it of course and then when it starts to melt it's super cold for one thing and the actual surface of it is colder than ordinary ice would be Um, and as the air is released as it begins to thaw it expands out and it whistles I guess you'd say it it makes this sort of very high pitched screaming noise that when it slows down enough we can hear but of course the animals and the birds and things can hear it all the time and so if you look at an iceberg and there's no birds perched on it it's almost certainly about to either turn over or explode on you and then when the pieces of ice go into the water pops and sizzles, it sounds like something frying, actually. It sounds like, you know, somebody cooking eggs or something in a frying pan, or sausages, perhaps, because it's really just sizzling and popping. And we call that iceberg seltzer. Now, we like to brag that in Newfoundland we have more words for ice than Inuit have for snow. And in fact, that's quite true, although they have plenty of words as well. And um, I suspect some of them are actually taken from the Inuit. Uh, Clear ice, for instance, is called Nilach. And we have uh, a, an ice term called nilus, and that's a sort of a thin, elastic crust of ice in, in finger rafts. But I would strongly suspect that, in fact, it's a borrowed word, it's a loan word from Inuktitut. But we can have slob ice, ballycatters, ice gall. A gall is uh, what you would call a, a, a wart or a, or a carbuncle or something. So an ice gall is ice through which the water is oozing up, Um, A growler, which is ice the size of a dory. Lolly um, is soft ice, forms in the water, and we also call that shish. There's pummy, which is ice that's formed and then been smashed up again. And um, we use uh, the word dirty, for instance. When we talk about dirty ice, we don't mean ice with dirt on it. We mean dangerous ice, so that something that's dirty means it's extremely dangerous you have ice rind, standing ice, running ice, rubber ice. Now, the newly formed sea ice will buckle under your weight when you walk on it. And that's a good thing, because it means that you don't crack and go through. And uh, sea ice, which has got salt in it, is much more flexible. It's more like a skin than like a kind of hard consistency. So if you're trying to judge whether or not you can actually walk on newly formed ice, it really helps to know if you're on the salt water or on a pond.
3: And now next
2: downtown st john's ice clings unseasonably to the streets it is cold for april they say and too early for icebergs in the harbor in anti-craze they
1: play on the fiddle accordion and guitar against the desolation outside she like the others is drawn as a moth to a candle
4: But see, uh, the icebergs, like, <clears throat> this ice is much, much harder than, like, the, uh, the ice that you would get in a lake. Or sea ice. The sea ice is the ice that forms in the sea uh, that uh, just freezes up. Is, is nowhere near as hard as iceberg ice. For one thing, sea ice is, has a lot of salt in it because it's made with salt water. And uh, because of the salt content in it, it's not nearly as... Uh, as strong as this iceberg ice. Do icebergs not
1: have salt in them?
4: No, there's no salt because they're compressed snow. Oh. And uh, they're glaciers. And they're, they're way harder than, uh, than sea ice. You know, you hear icebreakers going through ice and can steam through ice. and Well, that's because it's saltwater ice and it's not as hard. But this is very hard. And not only that, uh, sea ice is probably only about, I don't know, four or five degrees, minus four or five degrees Celsius anyway. It's not very cold. These icebergs are around minus 20 degrees inside. The glaciers are, are I think, places that are two or three miles thick. So you can imagine the weight of all that pressing down and how, how, how this has been compressed. And then they flow down to the ocean slowly over the years. And then when they get to the ocean, these big chunks break off. And that's where we get our icebergs.
2: Denny Christian is an engineer for Seacor, the Centre for Cold Ocean Research in St. John's.
4: This is towing icebergs. He
1: was one of the first ice cowboys.
4: They, they drop a line, a floating line, off the end of the ship, and, and the, the ship steams around the iceberg, and then when the two ends are around, they, they couple them together and hook them onto the big tow cable of the ship and then they just steam away and, uh, and, and pull the iceberg. Why do they tow icebergs, though? I mean, what, what is the function
1: of towing an iceberg?
4: Well, uh, we have oil, oil uh, drilling rigs offshore here, drilling for oil. We also have production platforms. And uh, when the icebergs come down, they, if they were to hit one of these drill rigs, they could do extensive damage to it. But there are also some pipelines on the bottom, wellheads and everything else. If they hit them, they would cause, cause a major oil spill. So what they do, the icebergs that are coming towards any of these installations, they get them 50, 60 miles before that, and they, they hook on them. And they can't pull these very fast. They can only pull them up even with these very powerful ships, only about a, about a knot, a knot and a half. But they they if if this is the platform here and they get them 50 miles away they just divert them off a bit so that they'll go down and and miss the installations that are there there's a lot of effort goes into iceberg management we look for icebergs with satellites uh, radar satellites we look We they have airplanes that fly out and look and they send ships on sweeps to find the icebergs because uh, this is an area out here is also known for being very foggy and bad weather, especially at this time of year. So the icebergs are hard to find because uh, they're in the fog and high seas at this time of year and everything. So we have satellites, a Canadian satellite that is a radar satellite and it looks through the fog. But it can only see the bigger bergs because uh, the little small bergs, the, the radar satellite, they're putting the Better one up probably this year that can see smaller, but they can only see something up to about nine meters in length. It's the smallest thing they can see. So they have to find these icebergs a long ways away north of the rigs, and if they look like they're on a collision course for the oil field area, they hook onto them and tow them out of the way.
2: But do you know when an iceberg is unstable or about to misbehave? Or- no. No
4: way of knowing at all. No way of knowing. And if there's no seagulls on it, there's a good chance it's going to fall.
2: And what does it sound like when they explode? Oh they have
4: big bangs and cracks and sometimes they'll crack and they want it's just almost like a gunshot.
2: And have you been near one doing much? Oh I've been there
4: and seen them fall down and seen them seen lots of uh, lots of times. But I haven't been too close. I, I did have a couple people on one one time. We were on one, uh, and this lady scientist and the student, and they were on, I was standing by in a boat, and we were drilling holes. To see, we were trying to find out the temperature of the ice inside. And here they were, and they had walked up on this iceberg and, and were drilling away. This girl, and I was just sitting there. All of a sudden, it started to bang and crack, and here they were, and uh, I, was, I got away in the boat because I knew I didn't want to be swamped. And he had walked up this, and all of a sudden they were 50 feet up in the air looking down at me, because the berg had tipped. And I was there, how the hell am I going to get them down off this iceberg? <laughs> then all of a sudden the berg, they don't move fast, it rolled slowly the other way, and they were just clinging on by their and then they slid down. And the guy went in the water and the girl went down under. Couldn't see her anywhere. And there was pieces of ice everywhere, you know, rubble ice. So I steamed in, and went past the guy. He was okay. They had floater suits on him. He was there. He was okay. He was screaming. But so I went in amongst the ice, and I found the lady, and, uh, and uh, tried to... went up in the Zodiac, rubber boat, like, you know, I don't know and, uh, easy to get into. And she couldn't, although she was a strong young lady, she couldn't pull herself up because the cold had gotten to her so quickly. But I got her in, then I went back and picked the other guy up. And when I pulled him in, he said, I don't know how to swim. So he wondered if he not kill me when I didn't pick him.
2: <laughs>
1: Glacierbergs. Bergy bits. Growlers. Rash ice, white
2: ice, blue ice, green ice, dirty ice, clumpers, pans.
4: So the whole ocean is just covered with ice, see? And see, it's all broken up a bit.
1: That's not solid now at all.
4: No, there's all all gaps and holes and everything between that. And
1: you'd have to you'd jump from one pan to another? Yeah.
4: I can show you. I'll show you something Yeah, I think I got it there. Uh, this is uh real old footage that was shot years ago. You, the people go out here on the on the ice and hunt seals. They don't do much of it anymore, but this this will give you some 19- some idea of uh, Okay. People people Ocean walking beach. on the ice. See, these, these are people actually walking out. Is
2: that drift ice? Yeah,
4: that's drift ice.
2: Traveling
0: aboard the, the ships ship go through it and to
4: hunt seals.
0: To these are icebergs. For a Hollywood movie made the previous spring.
3: Along with the camera crew, the ship carried 152
5: sealers
2: played
4: themselves in the movie. A lot of them were Irish, weren't they? Yeah, a lot of people here from
6: Ireland. How far north is
4: that? Oh, that's only uh, about... Uh, you can see it rolling here. Uh, it's only... Uh, oh,
1: the whole, the whole sea's moving. I, it's it's all that 1920s. ice is moving up and down all the, the time.
7: time. Yeah. There's one thing I want to do about all that and that is uh, it's,
4: that's only about probably uh, 150 miles north of here
7: 10,000 men their lives against the Arctic
4: but it, it, it's, it's real good footage it shows you the the these people can walk over like nothing we used to be out there doing research we'd be just uh, you know pussyfooting their way across the ice and and some of the guys with us were sealers we had a sealing ship, and they just get out and they'd shoot a seal and they'd just run right across it and pick the seal up, you know, on a
1: But, but if you would fall into something it. like that, you'd yeah. be gone wouldn't Oh it
4: be yeah, gone? The, you don't drown you die, uh, die, I mean these guys didn't wear life wear jackets or anything look at this Which is it,
1: It's absolutely terrifying it's heaving up and down it's just white
5: right expanse Yeah and if you fall
4: in, it's four minutes, and you're dead shot at the most.
5: Ways of life
2: that
1: they admired. Did they lose a lot of
4: people? Oh
3: yeah.
4: That? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I just thought that would be good to show you. I mean, the, the, this is just probably a thousand foot of water there.
1: I mean, what
4: strikes me, apart from the fact that it's very beautiful, is the sheer desperation of going out on that yeah. stuff. This used to be a, a great, everybody used to, now this is years ago, used to, uh, it was a thing you did to prove your manhood almost, to go to the ice. Everybody did, went to the ice once or t- in his life just to. I mean, the conditions on the ships were horrible. The danger... Lots of times, the guys would get there and blizzards would come up. They couldn't even find their ship again. There was a... The Great Sealing Disaster, I think there was one time there was about two or 300 of them were lost on the ice, and they were there, and they just, the ship couldn't get back to them for several days, and they, most of them froze to death.
7: I have more friends in this country than in New York. Furthermore
4: but uh, but it, it gives you some idea. I just thought I'd show you that to uh, Good God. give you some feeling.
2: One April, a man and his mare called Kit were hauling wood across the frozen expanse of Tickle Cove Pond. The man knew the ice was getting weaker each day, but he persisted as it shortened their run. The mare balked, turning her head to look at him with tears in her eyes. He used the whip to urge her forward. The pond sighed, and they both went into the icy water. I raised an alarm you could hear for a mile And neighbours turned up in a very short while You can always rely on the Oldfords and Whites To render assistance in all your bad plights To help a poor neighbor is part of their lives The same I can say for their children and wives When the rope it was fastened around the mare's breast William White for a shanty song made a request
1: Several verses of the song later, poor Kit was rescued by friends and neighbours.
2: She had walked on ice before, in northern Europe, revelled in the unfamiliar sounds and textures, stumbled over the unexpected roughness, breathless with effort. But somehow, that was different.
3: Ice has always been part of uh, the way of life of Newfoundland. land. On a normal ice
6: year, 90% of our coastline will be covered by sea ice in in one way or another uh, that's in the Gulf and are from the Arctic ice conditions.
7: And she said to me, isolated? No, no. In the winter when the ice comes in, we don't have to take that ferry. We can drive across to Springdale. And that's, the ice was so heavy that they could take their, their trucks right across the bay. So for her, ice was a, a relief.
3: Uh, the Europeans at first did not involve themselves in Newfoundland during the winter or early spring and really were not fully uh, aware of the extent of the ice around our coast.
7: People's understanding of the world of Newfoundland was from the water. So, the water in the summertime and the ice, if it, if it was fast ice, was a, a method of communication. You know, of, of very direct way of joining
6: people. We have two different types of ice that we encounter in our region, which is a little bit different than most of the other uh, regions that are ice in Canada, Quebec and Maritimes, in that we have ice from the winter freeze up along the Labrador coast and the arctic ice that moves down along the Labrador coast, across the Strait of Oil and into Notre Dame Bay and the east coast of Newfoundland. The other problem that we encounter is due to cold temperatures ice conditions and freeze up freezes up the Gulf of St. Lawrence, which will cause ice to impact our west coast of the province. It's two slightly different types of ice because the Arctic ice is, is a harder type ice and the Gulf ice is not quite as hard.
3: Beginning in the uh, of the late seventeen hundreds As more fishermen stayed in Newfoundland, they became aware of the extent of the ice fields, particularly the Arctic ice fields, and the extent to which they were home to a a new resource, and that was the uh, uh, seal population.
6: On our east coast ice, we encounter numerous icebergs. Like on an average year, we get up to six, 600 to 1,000 icebergs that's in the main ice pack itself. So the ice causes problems for the mariner and causes problems for our icebreakers getting around. Then we've got all those iceberg, icebergs that's also in the ice pack, which uh, with the fog and, and the type of weather, the amount of snow we have, reduce visibility. It's a very uh, considered as a major hazard, the icebergs. Years ago, the, before
7: telephones were quite as widespread as they are now, this is, say, up to about 35, maybe 40, 50 years ago, uh, there there were, on the radio stations here, message programs. And one of the most important ones, one that most people remember, is the Gerald S. Dora News Bulletin, which many people listened to simply for the information, the kind of gossipy information that they heard about other people, some of whom they knew, but the vast majority they didn't. And uh, when in the wintertime the bays and, or the coves would be frozen up with fast ice, the boats that would be traveling along uh, to, to do business or to uh, bring mail or, or in, in midwinter to pick up men to go to the seal hunt would often uh, leave messages or send messages on those, those message programs to people, sometimes specific people, sometimes just kind of general call that they'd meet them at the edge of ice so people would leave their communities and walk out to the edge of the ice and simply wait there until a boat came along a ship came along and and moored and and then they either walked right up onto the boat if the edge of ice was strong enough or they got
6: into smaller boats and rowed out the boat this year alone we've done in excess of a 100, uh, 100 to 150 icebreaker escorts of vessels that needed assistance. We've uh, completed approximately 50 harbor breakouts, which is to support longliners and uh, commercial traffic in and out of harbors, and then another 80 to 100 track maintenance, which once we break it out, we have to try and keep it open. So that's in excess of two 250 specific icebreaking requirements that we've had to provide,
3: the uh, social strata, if you like, of the sealing vessel uh, became more complex as the century went on.
7: I think ice and masculinity are two concepts that are
3: tied together here. With the arrival of the steamers and the drop-in price and drop-in value of sealing, to become a sealer uh, became more and more difficult. And consequently, it did take on an aura of, of rite of passage. And young men competed to get berths to the ice.
6: Since yesterday, we've had four search and rescue missions on longliners that's trying to get through that ice. We've had four icebreaker requests for support so far and we anticipate that there will be 250 plus boats going out there within the next two days.
1: Fast ice, shore ice, ice foots, ice fronts, floating ice, valley catters, grounded ice, glim.
2: She is in the bar of the Anchor Inn Motel in Twillingate. She had driven there the day before, some five hours up the northeast coast of Newfoundland from St. John's. Outside, it is snowing heavily, and there is icy rain.
1: Fair glass.
2: She cannot leave till the weather clears. She had come in search of ice, but this was different. Two truckers and the bartender play air hockey at a nearby table. And a sad, drunk little man pumps moons into the jukebox.
1: Time stands still.
5: She's even a lot more alcohol well, something she is up there at night, I'll tell you that. <laughs> What's all news now?
2: Jack Troke no, is don't. a sealer. Yeah, they're, they're a she is water sitting water water at water his water kitchen water table, water water trying to fathom the mysteries water of sealing. The water heating water. purrs against the night. Yes, he is waiting to go out on the hunt.
5: Yeah, i got here now. i got a young lady from Ireland. So I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, good enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I don't
2: like seeing anybody. You know, I know nothing about the. You leave here, and where do you go to?
5: We go, uh, we go wherever the seals are. Understand? They could vary. Right now, the uh, the seals is about uh, what are we looking at? Maybe 140 miles from here. That's like the Fries. we have we got to go on a roundabout direction to get where they are. That you got to navigate and traverse through ice and that sort of stuff. Uh, some years they're south of this place. Some years they're four or five hundred miles north of here. It's all a to the weather. The weather is a factor. See there, and ice conditions, the type of winter you had, how much ice you got off the coast, the wind directions, everything plays plays into it. The conditions right now is is pretty good. Is is pretty good. Can't, it's just as good as you can get, I guess. But now a couple of weeks ago, it was terrible. We had over 200 miles of ice sitting off the coast, and that was way up off the Grand Banks, which is five or six hundred miles south of here. And would you go that far
2: looking for seals?
5: We, if we had to, yes, there, yeah. We 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 travelled that far. Yeah, we go up north, up the Labrador coast. We go wherever the seals are. He
1: started sealing at fourteen.
5: I I learned from my dad. Cause my my dad used to be a, a, a sealing master in large vessels, but he was a master, master anyhow. And you do that in in the sealing. And my son's learned from me, and and I matter of fact, I'm still learning. I never never went to the seal fishery yet, but I did learn something, some little thing that oh, God, I never seen that before.
2: And and tell me, is there a tradition around here like your son is now? The
5: master. Is there a tradition of handing on boats? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah you ended down what we call an enterprise, your old fishing enterprise. Whatever you got pertaining to fishery, you'll pass along to your sons. Well, I passed along everything that I had when I retired to my two sons, but now there's only one left, and he's, he's, uh, he's still carrying on.
2: Death by drowning. He found his son's body tied to the capsized boat in the sea at the foot of the lighthouse. A man full of sorrow. He moves on quickly.
5: A white coat is is a, a hat pop, and when it's when it's barn for the first twelve or fifteen days, it's white. It gets it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit yellowish for the first forty-eight hours. Then it gets what you call really white. Then it starts to go back, it starts to shade the white fur and, and starts to get the black, the grey, the dark greys, the smoky greys and spots. And that's when we ought to. You shoot the seal and then you retrieve it. Take it aboard take it aboard the vessel.
1: He shows her pictures.
5: And uh, this guy here, we start to clean it up. Re- remove the blubber from, from the carcass and the fever sort of thing. Just what we're doing there. We're cleaning up seals and see what you, you can... You look at uh, this kind of stuff. I can see why people don't take much of this industry. I haven't yes, got a problem with that because you are you know, a blood, yes, yeah. Yeah. you know, on the hell, hell, it can't, it can't be any different than that. So, and, and
2: what are you retrieving? Do you retrieve the blubber or the skin? We we
5: take the skin and the fat, but uh, the the, the blubber comes with the skin. That you take that off all at the one time. That's, that's done in, in one, you just, you, you cut the animal right down like that and you take this, the skin and the blubber that comes, that's attached, the blubber's attached to the skin and you take the blubber off the meat. And uh, then we just, we wash them and uh, just pack them down to all the vessel. And that's it. Okay, let me give you, let me give you this. Let
2: me, let me take you
5: here. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. OK. Sure you've got you got right. it? OK. So I go
6: back
5: to the yep. Put your foot down there. Yeah. Don't put it down. There you are. Now come down on the next one. There you go. The next morning, still on. ice-bound, there she there goes to his oh. boat. It okay. is
2: the nearest she will get to the ice or the hunt.
5: See everybody carries a, a small boat, see? Huh? And is that what you go actually out hunting on? Some, when the conditions are right, when yeah. the ice is, yeah. is enough water between the ice pans that we can use this, we'll drop this overboard and average from this vessel too. We have, we have radios that we, we can, are in close contact with our, If ah. we have two men in these and you've got to keep track of these two men at all times because it's a vast ocean out there.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Now, watch your read, When you step up there, watch your Okay. You read? okay. Yeah. Now, Sir. This is, this, is the, this is the head of the vessel.
1: Yeah. It's warm in here.
5: Yeah, well, we got the... Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, right yeah. Down the living body, we got the stove lit. I lit that morning. All the latest technology, all satellite navigating sort of stuff, just... Push on any of these buttons. There's your radars. This is radios. And this is a, a radio with a range of about a couple of thousand miles with the bottom sounder. And then you got your satellite phones, cell phones. Yeah. This is your, that's a direction finder. So we keep track of our small boat at all times just in case he has a mechanical breakdown. Well, if you got radio contact, we will find them. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the, this is the hoist. This is the satellite coverage of the ice. Ah. This is from March the 31st. See, this is, uh, this is St. John's up here, look. Yeah. This is, you're getting it right up the Ibernia. Yeah. This is how much ice. You're looking at like 240, 250 miles away there. Yeah. But a lot of this ice has gone away since that, since the mild weather and the wind. Because it will, you, you get a lot of wave motion in the ocean, this ice washes up and goes away pretty quick.
2: And that would be, it's, so it's just gone now?
5: A lot of this is gone up this tongue up here, but this body of ice here is still there. It's, it's pack, what we call pack ice. It's stuff that, that uh, some of it dr- uh, drifts down from the North Coast, Labrador and from the Arctic. Some more of it freezes, water down, because we better, spare cold winter. And, uh, and that's what she looks like. That's the report that comes out, 30, uh, come out 30, 31st of March. There's, there's the one there, eight, eight with a second. See, so it's starting to change. You notice there, look. Yeah. To...
1: Yes, the ice stone at the bottom
5: yeah. on the left here is gone now. Yeah, yep, yeah. this is the, this is the position of seals. Now, no. No. <laughs> what you read? I will. A no day for a woman, this is Not at all,
7: no.
2: Ice grains, ice
1: crystals, ice dust. Pencil ice, plate ice, bullet ice. Ice planet.
2: The ice rain stops. She has seen no bergs, no growlers, no bergy bits, no real ice.
1: A frozen harbour, a picture postcard town.
2: But something is different though she knows not what. And somewhere north, it happens.
1: The great berg hesitates. A cloud passes before the sun. The berg glows blue amid a tar black sea. Then almost imperceptibly, it retreats, drawn back into the fog and pack ice. Back into the first of the great veils of the ice.
0: If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other documentary on One Productions. Visit rteie on one